Everybody and welcome to Sox on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. The White Sox finally returned from the All Star break tonight, but we are unfortunately talking about a loss. Uh, they fell five to one out in Oakland. Tony, uh, how'd you feel about the game? Well, Johnny, it's good to be back. It's good to be talking about White Sox baseball. It's not good to be talking about a loss. Um, I think that's kind of the uh, the way we're both feeling about this one. Um, Nova. Just did not look good. Um, you just mentioned it before we started recording. It was death by paper cut tonight. I think that's an excellent way to describe this game. Um, he was getting bit by the long ball, man. And, hey, home runs are cool and tough. Oakland was hitting them all night. Chicago White Sox were not. What are you going to do about this one, man? It, it just it, They didn't really seem to, to wake up and, and play today. Um, I know a West Coast start, late start for these guys coming off of vacation. They should have been well-rested, uh, so it shouldn't really have been that too much of an excuse there. But <clears throat> you just would have liked to see a better effort all around, I think, Johnny, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for using my term there, yeah, death by paper cut. Uh, it was just solo shots. So, I mean, this damage could have been even worse. Imagine if guys are on oh, yeah. there. But, yeah, so solo shots by uh, Loriano, Profar, uh Kanha, you know, um, ends up just, you know, adding up there. And then uh, Juan Mania coming in, um, having a little bit of a rough go around, uh, didn't even finish that inning that he came in for the seventh. Um, and uh, luckily Osich came in and shut the door right after that. Um, but, you know, it's a, it, it's a frustrating way to come back from the break. But I, I think uh, I'm going to attribute this one to uh, – Time off beforehand. Ozzy Guillen had mentioned it on the pregame show. Um, you know, he said, you know, as a player, he didn't like he didn't like the time off. Um, I know the guys want it for rest, obviously physical conditions there, but as in being in a groove, uh, being in a uh, sort of uh, routine, I guess you could yep. call it, um, and having that broken, and you know, having you know off time. And I think Benetti also made a reference to it that you know, it's a you know you're kind of in a tunnel, like kind of tunnel vision. And then you don't realize how ingrained you are in it until you step out of it for, you know, three, four days, whatever yep. it is. So um, definitely, you know, even if this is going, you know, beyond the field, this is us, but you know, we were in a grind of doing this every night uh, recording. It felt weird, uh, you know, not jumping on the mic to uh, talk about White Sox games this past week. So yeah, um, just, you know, not awake. The, the Sox only come alive in the ninth inning and coming alive is a kind of a, you know, yeah, it was an okay effort. He start the inning off um, with an Eloy walk. Uh, AJ Reed gets his first hit as a White Sox uh, with that single in the ninth. Then Yomer pop out. Tilson pinch hits for Cordell. Strikes out. Uh, luckily, Lurie got us on the board, uh, so this wasn't a shutout for Oakland. 
And then um, Yohan struck out 10 in the game. So, yeah. Uh, Yohan had a couple of Ks tonight, but um, he also had three hits. So, um, there's, you know, take take good with the bad. Yeah, you know what? Moncada actually looked really good. Not only did he have the three hits, those were at least up until I think it was like the eighth inning were the three hardest hits. It might, it might have stood as the three hardest hits in the game. <clears throat> and that includes... Uh, some of the Oakland home runs that were hit there too. So Mankata mm-hmm. uh, has been seeing the ball well all year and he just continues to do that. It doesn't look like any of the time off affected him whatsoever. Um, he's playing his game, uh, beat the shift on one of those hits there too. Yes, he um, did. That was, that was, that was, a, that was really nice, uh, really nice piece of hitting right there for Mankata. Uh, it's, it's frustrating though. Um, you know, he left four runners on base too. Um, you know, you want to go talk about what, what people, <laughs> Had had done with uh, with runners on. Mikata left four. Abreu leaves five. Uh, McCann leaves one. Jay leaves four. That's the middle of your order right there. That's the heart of the order. You yep. got guys on base. You got to be driving them in. Um, we really haven't had to talk about this too much lately, Johnny. Um, but you know, this is it's a little bit of shade for me of some of the earlier season games where the Sox would would it didn't really seem to have a problem getting on base. Ten hits in this ball game. Um, and a total of two walks, so you get you get twelve runners on base, you should be able to score a run. That that's almost inexcusable there for me uh, to not get something across the plate. Uh, and that's exactly what the Sox did here. Uh, if you're not going to hit the log ball, you got to be able to manufacture those runs, and yep. just weren't able to do that tonight. So very frustrating uh, to watch that type of offensive game because you know you you see this type of stuff start to happen. And then it just creeps inning to inning, um, and I'm sure you got the same feeling watching this ball game. You never really thought that, you know, by the by the fourth, fifth inning, it was well. Here's another one, two, three, or we're gonna leave this guy stranded. You never really had that confidence that you were gonna get past uh, fires. Uh, he was just he looked like it's out on the mound, and the Sox couldn't solve him uh, when it comes to you know getting that that run actually across the plate, and you know at. At that point, you tip your cap to the other guy. You move on from this one, and you and you try and start over tomorrow. Because if you continue on that path and that man, mentality, almost that's where you start to see slumps happen. We don't want to see that, especially coming right out of a break here. Yeah, for sure. So to your point about uh, not being opportunistic, one for nine runners in scoring position. I mean, the A's weren't much better, uh, two for eleven. But um, you know, th- that's not that's not going to cut it, especially like you had said, heart of your order guys um, leaving a bunch on it's that's what makes you frustrated um that you see the opportunity in front of you but then when you can't convert i mean it's all about being opportunistic man um well, that's and, what's you know, going like, in your ball games i go back to the fact that you know you can go two for 11 with runners in scoring position if you've got guys that have already hit the ball out of the ballpark yep you know i, I don't care if it's a, a solo shot you're putting a run on the board um and that's exactly what the A's did. You can win ball games that way. Obviously, we saw it tonight. The Sox weren't able to do any of it. Um, you know, it, you go back through there. The only guy other besides Mancata that had a multiple hits this game was Larry Garcia. So you know, the top of the order was working. Um, it was just the guys that need to drive runs in were unable to do that today. Um, you know, the, the lineup was constructed fairly well. Jay and Jimenez in the five six maybe could have been switched. Uh, Reed was hitting the ball far. He was hitting the ball hard. Got gets his first hit, like you mentioned. Um, but you know that that three through seven should have been able to at least scratch something across the plate. 
you're not going to win ball games if you can't hit with runners in scoring position either, or or put the ball on the plate. And that's what we had tonight. It's unfortunate though. Yeah. So uh, that that pretty much sums up the offense there. Obviously, not a whole lot going on, yes. um, and just missed opportunities like we had already mentioned. So uh, no need to no need to continue on that. Um, on the defensive side, one thing I just wanted to uh, point out, and I know he's my guy, but you know, got to call it like it is. Uh, Lurie Garcia. You know, uh, probably at least three, I'd say, that uh, gave him trouble, ground balls in the field. And then also another one, um, who was it, uh, for, uh, um, I I forget who hit it, but it was a uh, single up the middle. And uh, Lurie was ranging over to his left, uh, trying to, you know, make the diving stop. And he just quite couldn't get it. You got to imagine that Tim Anderson may have had a better shot at it, um, if not get it and make the play. So um, that, that's where you're missing Timmy. Um, we don't, like you said, we don't know exactly when that return date is. It hasn't been set, but uh, that's that's just one thing. And, you know, where is a utility guy? Um, he can play shortstop um, and, and he's got an OK glove, but it, uh, you know, the it's shortstop is such an important position. And, uh, I guess it just makes you really appreciate what Tim Anderson's been able to do at that position, uh, you know, ever since what end of 2016, just been improving steadily um, out in the field there. So uh, we miss you, Timmy. Come back soon. Uh, other than that, uh, bullpen, Tony, um, we already talked about Nova. Uh, Ten hits, four runs, all of them earned, four uh, Ks, three home runs allowed um, through six innings. So Wamanaya, uh, I had mentioned coming in. Uh, I, I I never have any confidence when he comes into the game, Tony. <laughs> I hate to say that and like you know completely be down on a guy. You got to give him a chance, but man, it, it always just seems like it's him. Uh, maybe it's only when I'm watching. I don't know. Maybe you know I have a. Uh, it, it's like the opposite. You know, you have the crazy Marchese. You start you know bagging on them, and then they do well. Um, maybe maybe when I'm really dialed in on someone. Um, they feel that pressure <laughs> and then don't perform. It could be. I don't know what it is. He's he, out of all the guys that came out of the bullpen. He's got a 3.9 ERA. Uh, Osich and Ruiz 4.83, 6.26. Uh, so you'd expect better from him. Um, it's, you know, obviously sample size plays into that a little bit, but, and, and game situation and utilization also have an effect on this too. But uh, Manaya by the numbers, hasn't exactly been terrible this year. Uh, but I, like you, for some reason, whenever he comes in, have that zero confidence. It's almost the uh, the Aaron Bummer of last year, where we felt every time Bummer came in the game, it was, here's a white flag. It a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bummer. Um, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I guess the way to say this was, you know, as you see the score of the ball game, Ricky knows whether or not he's going to bullpen A squad or bullpen B squad. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I feel I feel like this was a smart choice. You're already behind in the ball game. You're down by four. Uh, it's still reachable. You go with Juan Manaya, and you know things get a little bit more out of hand. Uh, Osage Ruiz uh, had come in and then shut the door down uh, for the end of the game here. Uh, for the most part, they did their jobs. Um, no walks from either of those guys. Uh, obviously you saw one strikeout from Masich, uh, only one hit for him as well. Ruiz, uh, worked a third of an inning and, and got through that just fine. So, you know, overall, 
I don't feel like the bullpen was was a problem tonight. It wasn't the reason that they lost this game. I'm going to toss that back over to the offense. And, you know, the, the bats just weren't awake. We already we already touched on that a lot. But, Johnny, the bullpen, as of late, uh, Ruiz is one of those guys. You saw him work that one inning a few weeks ago where he came in and absolutely dominated. That's been, I think, a, a renewed sense of confidence for him. Um he was a guy that I had pegged to go back down to AAA at some point mm-hmm. in time, and he's stuck around for a little while. So uh, give credit where credit's due. I think he's uh, he started to work himself into a, into a good position here. I'm a little bit more confident when I see him come out. You want to talk about no confidence in Juan Manaya. Ruiz is a guy that I'm starting to get that trust for. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I believe that was the Detroit extra innings game. Was that when he came in and worked that strikeout the side inning? Pretty sure it was. Yeah, I think it was. So um, that I think that's just huge for uh, confidence, uh, you know, inside your head. If you're uh, having a rough go of it um, throughout the course of the season up until that point, um, you know, you start putting pressure on yourself. Obviously, you feel pressure from the fans if they're not, you know, cheering for you when you come into the game like they are for an Alex Colomay or someone like that. Um, it, it all just mounts on you. And uh, I think that was a good breakthrough moment for him in that Detroit game. Obviously, uh, the theatrics of the win and the uh, comeback fashion that we had to do it in, um, that helps. And, you know, he played a huge, huge part in that because uh, he bridged the gap until, uh, you know, we were able to get Jose Bray back up to the plate and walk it off for us. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely can point to that and say that, that is a big confidence builder for Jose Ruiz. Um, I mean, the, the guy just naturally, he's got a live arm, Tony. I mean, yeah, he, does. He, can, he hits 98 consistently. Um, so, I mean, th- that could be, we talked about, I think people uh, get uh, annoyed with the overuse of the reclamation project, but this guy is the definition of one if he can totally turn it around because he was a former catcher. Um, I think when he was in San Diego, they turned him into a pitcher there. Uh, and then let him walk from the organization. White Sox pick him up uh, as a reclamation project. So that's what he is. Uh, they want to overuse that term and say, oh, Coop will fix him. We still have to see on that one. But uh, you start to see good signs. Yeah, and that's, the, that's the first step. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we bash on the reclamation project stuff all the time, and the Sox have been known to go here. They do pan out sometimes. Uh, and I, I, mean, I think we... Yep, we have to agree that the these things do pan out sometimes. Obviously, it seems like, you know, for every 10, nine of them are going to fail. But when you do wind up with a guy who can figure it out, it, it becomes such a valuable piece for your bullpen, whether or not it's, you know, a trade asset or somebody who can shut people down and, and win ball games for you. Um, so I, I've liked what I've seen from him. He was probably my public enemy number one in this bullpen for quite a while this year. Um but, you know, he, he started to gain my trust. And a lot of it, I think, came from from the energy that he shows uh, after that that Tigers game. And like you said, um, he throws the ball hard. He's got a very live arm. He was a catcher before. So he, you know, he knows pitch sequencing. He's aware of some of this stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that he's he's moving into bullpen A squad for me. But if there's a guy that I've had my eye on for a while, it's, it's him in the bullpen. For sure. Um, I think we just mentioned all the reasons why uh, there should be a little uh, uh, better frame of mind around, you know, for Jose Ruiz himself and then for fans uh, when you see him come into the game there. Um, that's honestly, Tony, that that is pretty much all I've got from this game. We touched on everything, um, but I just wanted to point out the positives here. Um, Yohan Mankata, 14 game hit streak. 
Uh, I believe that's the longest active in the league right now. So uh, keep doing what you're doing, Johan. Uh, it's great to see. And um, the, the, let's let's move right into tomorrow. Um, All right. Who do we got on we'll get right into it. So, yeah, they said on the broadcast, it is still technically to be determined, but they said on the broadcast that uh, Dylan Covey is likely to finally return and start tomorrow's game. And he will be going up against Chris Bassett for the Oakland A's. Um, Kobe's been out for a little while here, Tony. Um, you know, it, they say 10-day DL, but then they just kind of never come back after that for a while, and they kind of go off the grid, and nobody hears any news updates about him. But um, maybe the extended period with a week off from uh, everything, he was able to finally get himself uh, back to full strength and ready to start a game here. So, um, this is going to be interesting. Like I said, we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, Chris Bassett is five and four, four point two nine ERA, uh, seventy five strikeouts on the season for Oakland. Uh, it's going to be a day game, three oh seven, I believe. Uh, yeah, Central Time start here, so that's one out there. Ball flies a little bit better on day games out in Oakland, and you know we saw him flying out tonight against Nova, so Kobe's going to have to bring it. Yep, uh, and this is the game that I kind of had pegged here as. Uh, if you're going to steal a game out of this series, it's going to be tomorrow. Or, or if you're listening, today uh, against Chris Bassett. He's 0-1 with a 6.75 ERA in two starts against Chicago. They've hit him well. Um, you know, we got Reynaldo Lopez going up against Brad Anderson on Sunday. Um, you know, not to give away too much of tomorrow's pregame, but Anderson 9-5, and 3.86, and Reynaldo Lopez has struggled. So if, if you're going to set the tone for Sunday, you're doing it Saturday. Uh, this is this is a big game for the series. You don't want to come out of Oakland getting swept. Johnny, you and I talked about this. For all those series that we've watched over and over again, when the Sox take this West Coast trip, just getting shellacked over in Oakland. Brutal. I've got I've got the scaries about this right now because it just seems like this series has that written all over it. Um, if you're going to go get a game, you have to do it tomorrow. We need the bats to wake up. We need to be able to go out there, hit Bassett around like we have before. And Dylan Covey needs to just come out there, shake the rust off. You know he's going to be a little bit, um, you know, he's going to be a little bit off to start this, getting himself reacclimated to major league hitters, uh, getting back into things. Injury, not always the easiest thing to do. So hopefully the bats can wake up, give him some early run support, and uh, instill some confidence in him and let him work some of those pitches out instead of having to pitch you know, in a tie ball game or behind right away in this, in this, in this ball game. So um, very important that we go out and get this win tomorrow. I'm totally with you, man. Um, I know this one's a little bit different because, you know, coming off a break, but this has shades when we were talking about on Chai Sox weekly, what our uh, least favorite moment of the first half was right now. I mean, it's still only just one game in, but this feels like this series has shades of that series where we just didn't show up to Minneapolis on Memorial yep. Day weekend. Um, low scoring White Sox and uh, every game there. I think John did said it that, you know, the twins minimum amount of runs scored. was like seven. I know the A's only put up five tonight, um, but it, it very well could trend that way. If uh, things don't turn around tomorrow, um, it's going to be huge. You know what? The, the, those guys are obviously having no problem hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Um, I know it's, uh, I'd say, uh, you know, only four guys here in this White Sox lineup have faced uh, Bassett before, have a history against him. So um, it's always tough adjusting to someone new, but I, uh, 
I just want to see the power come out. Um, last year, Yohan Moncada hit a grand slam out at Oakland. Um, Jose Abreu is always good for home runs. So uh, let's just see it. I, I want to see. I want to see some dingers, man. It's been too long. I definitely want to see some dingers. It's gonna be. It's gonna. I, I think if we're gonna go prediction wise, we didn't get to really do a prediction for the series. I was gonna go one and two anyway. Um, I think tomorrow's that win. Uh, and then the Reynaldo start. I know Reynaldo's come out and said he, you're going to see a different pitcher in the second half. Uh, let's wait. Let's wait and see what actually yeah. happens. Uh, I have no confidence in that right now. So, like I said, I mean, this is this is probably the most important game of the series right here to go out and grab one because you don't want to go down 0-2 and then walk into Sunday just with that feeling because, like you mentioned, that series that we didn't show up against the Twins, I've got that same feeling. And you know that because we're on this roller coaster, Johnny, we'll go to Kansas City and we'll take two or three or a sweep. And it'll just be like, wow, this team's great again. You know, yeah. no, we need we need that consistency. You need to be in every series um, and getting swept right out to start the second half. Um, just not a good not a good look for the White Sox if they come out and do that. So not a good not a good feel confidence no, wise either in the clubhouse or with anyone, you know, of us fans. Uh Surrounding the team. I, mean, I know we have Kansas City next, but still, you just you want to be in every series. You would just set it best yep. there. Yep. Um, that's all I've really got. If you want to go right on over to uh, to picks to click, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's an obvious one here. Um, it's easy to say, but I'm a ride the hot hand, Yohan Mankata. All right. Um, thanks for taking my pick to click again. Um, that's why. I, Welcome. That's what I'm here for. I should have just went first. Uh, you know, I'll go, I'll go with Eloy. Um, you know, he's, he's due, he's due for another home run. Um, let's yeah. go Eloy Jimenez. Shit. It'll be almost a week tomorrow since yeah. he'd, uh, hit, hit one. Cause that was last Sunday yeah. at home. That, that's too long for Eloy. Yeah, so yeah, I like that one. I like that. Um, yeah. Tony, that's all I've got. We are in the scary hours here. We're close to 1.30 a.m. here, uh, but we're up here. We're grinding. Uh, we want to put out this content for you guys. We are glad that White Sox baseball is back. We are glad that Sox on tap is back. Um, it's it's always fun, Tony, uh, even though it's a loss uh, to come on here and we can kind of share our thoughts about it. And uh, hopefully listeners appreciate that, too. Uh, and if you ever have any of your thoughts, your own thoughts on the game, uh, any listeners, uh, feel free to feel free to reply to us um, anywhere on social media or whatever. So uh, we're, we're open to it. Uh, that's yep. all I've got. That's your takes. Uh, cool thing going to happen tomorrow. Um, Johnny, myself, we are going to be with Shy Sox John to the full Shy Sox weekly crew. We're going to get to watch a game together. Uh, we'll have socks on tap all together post game. There might be some live content coming your way during the game. Should be a good time. Johnny, I'm looking forward to, uh, to cracking a few with you and John tomorrow. Absolutely, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we've got some stuff to discuss on tap wise there, um, but we'll, we'll we'll enjoy ourselves for the game and obviously record a socks on tap and bring it to you again uh, tomorrow. So you get a double dose of Tony and Johnny this weekend. There you go. All right, Johnny, you have a good one. I'm going to hit the sack. It's late. Uh, not exactly a celebratory night, so I'm going to maybe finish this beer, then hit the sack. You have a good one. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow as we head up north to Casa de Saishak's Janda. Yep. Sounds good, man. Um, That's it for tonight. Uh, Everybody, let's go White Sox.